this is episode six of Live Empowered with me, your host, Dr. Lisa Summerhour. There's nothing like spending time with people who are loving their lives. And today, I introduce you to Van Kurt. Van Kurt is the multi-talented husband and wife team of Curtis and Vanetta Thompson. With an unbelievable number of decades in the music industry, they have worked with artists like Michael Jackson, Ray Charles, Shante Moore, and B.B. Winans. These days, you can find them at home, in their studio, recording and collaborating on music designed to add value to life's experiences. Listen in and learn how this dynamic duo continues to find new ways to love, live, and laugh here on the podcast, where empowered people empower people. Give me a minute so I can join the beautiful people on video because I just needed y'all to sit on there for a while so y'all could look good and attract people. <laughs> hey, there you are. So they'll go, who are those two beautiful people on Dr. Summer Hour's show? Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and this is Live Empowered. This is my opportunity every week to bring people to you who are living their best lives. They are empowered people who are here to help empower other people. And this week, I'm excited. Okay, I'm just gonna do a disclosure at the beginning of this show. If at some point you just feel like you're sitting in my living room on my sofa, listening to a conversation, it's because that's what we do when we get together. We sit in my living room on my sofa and we just talk about everything. And then we order a pizza. We probably won't order a pizza because we're in two different locations. But let me introduce you to this couple that you see. This is the Van. These are the Van Kurtz. I'm just going to give them their their stage name is the Van Kurtz. And they're actually a multi-talented husband and wife team of Curtis and Vanetta Thompson. Now, they don't look old enough to have been in a music industry for decades, but they have actually been in the music industry for decades. So you're just going to have to trust me. You'll learn that it's true as you hear them talk. Uh, during our conversation today. They work with people like Michael Jackson, Ray Charles, Shante Moore, B.B. Winans. Um, now you can find them at home where they're sitting now looking quite dapper, I might say. Um, but they're home working in their studio because they are still making wonderful, wonderful music together. And what I love about them is that they keep their faith in their music. They keep their fun in their music. Yes. And they stay focused on each other through their music. So um, they figured out a way to do something that they love, uh, that they love together. And we'll talk about how it brought them together and, and probably how it helps keep them together. Right. So my live audience, if you're here today, please feel free to let us know if you want to have uh, if you have any questions that you want to ask Vanetta or Curtis while we're here. And uh, I'll probably do that a little bit later. But raise your hand or hit a button or a clap or something and let me know that you have Oh, they're actually doing that. Who's here with us today? Look at that. Terry is here with us today. And uh, we want you to join the conversation. This is such a treat for me. So Terry is actually in my audience. So folks, you may know that on Tuesdays, I am his backstage producer person on his podcast. And I credit him with being my podcast coach. So I'm not going to be nervous. I'm not going to be nervous <laughs> because Terry's on the show taking notes. Um, but this is the place where empowered people empower people. So feel free to join the conversation. Curtis and Vanetta, how are you doing today? Doing well. Yeah, doing well. I want a picture of the two of you right now. Like I need somebody there to get this picture because you just <laughs> look like you like if the picture caption would just be nothing but soul. 
That's what I would that would that's what I would put on that caption. Nothing but soul. They can't even help it. They can't help it. So I, I'm gonna get this started. I want you to talk to us, one of you. I guess you guys are gonna have to tag team on who is going to be the one having this having which part of the which conversation, but I think you'll figure it out. Talk to me about how the two of you met. Wow. <laughs> and I might need to hear both stories because I understand that couples, sometimes there's two different stories about how that actually happened. No, it's only one story. Okay, I'll take that. So, so back in back the day, uh, uh, I was going to get the band. And, and uh, uh, we were going to get my mother's mother 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 act. act um, and, and she came. She came a mutual, mutual friend, friend um, named Michael, uh, Michael Norton, fantastic, fantastic keeper, keeper, right now, right now playing with this. Um, now you're going, you're going in and out a little bit with volume. Is anybody else? Somebody clap if they're picking that up, or if it's just me. Yeah, you're going. Your your mic's going in and out just a little bit. That's interesting. I'm oh, hearing... that just got better as you sat up a little closer. Okay. Yeah, because I was hearing some feedback and now I don't hear it, so that's cool. Okay, perfect. Is that better, everybody? Clap if it's better. It's good. It's good for me. Right. I can hear it. <laughs> cool. uh, so anyway, I was back to the story. It was was putting together a band and a friend of ours, mutual friend named Michael Norfleet, who's a phenomenal keyboard player who happens to be right now touring with, uh, with uh, Temptations, um, brought her to audition. Um... And I had her sing. You guys remember the song "Inseparable," Natalie Cole? Of course, yes, yes. Audition song. She sang that song for me in like seven times. Yeah, seven seven times in a row, and we just kept changing the key just oh. to see how she and she nailed it every time. So, long story longer is apparently she got the gig, and <laughs> you know, and here we are. But it did, it wasn't like love at first sight. I mean, it was just like, okay, she's cool, she can sing, and then uh, she hunted me down with a bow and arrow, and I and made me say I do. And this is where the story takes a different, yeah. This is where, uh, where the other version might kick in. Uh huh. It's like I chased her and chased her until she caught me, kind of thing. Well, pretty much. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask Vanetta if she would like to add anything to that story. So seven different times changing the key. Was that normal or did you just realize that her range was insane? I wanted to see. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I can be kind of a stickler with music and production and stuff like that. Uh -huh. uh, and so I just wanted to see what she could do. And she nailed it. I mean, nailed it. Whistle tones and everything. And I was just like. I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was just singing. Just on, tell on, me what to do. On the outside, I was like. Yeah. Uh -huh. On the inside, I was like. <laughs> it's like, happy dance. Happy dance. Yeah. I, I had to keep my cool off. Okay. So. so how many years ago was that? That was 40 two years ago which is crazy because she's only 47 <laughs> so that's my story i'm sticking to it unless somebody else wants to yeah and he, he's just like 50 he's just tipping the scale at 50 so yes they were babies they were just babies yeah i was so, 17 
isn't that something? I know because she looks good. We just we just celebrated one of her her birthday. We just celebrated yeah. her birthday. That was my first time going to to the Lake a Lakers game. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Actually, first time being in the arena there. So yeah, oh. for your birthday. So the the game was cool too. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah, there was a game. They actually did. Win. I know, they, and they actually won, which apparently was like, yay! That hadn't been happening a lot. So, you, forty-two years ago, you meet this woman who is just blowing your socks off vocally. Uh, how do you go from working together to a relationship, and what was that like? Because for some people, that can be dicey. Oh, can I can I answer this? Yeah, do jump in. Okay. Um, okay. So like he said, it was not love at first sight. He was always on my case um, for not singing loud enough or being late or whatever. And, um, and he always had this stone face. The dude never smiled for like a whole month. And then one day in rehearsal, one of the guys, I think it was the drummer, told a joke and he laughed and I saw his smile and it was like, oh, Oh, I Look like that. And then she pulled out the arrows. Oh. I just wore some purple hot pants. Oh, which is, <laughs> which is almost the same as pulling out an arrow. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost the same yeah. as pulling out an arrow. So tell me, what were you, what else were you doing other than singing, the two of you? Because for people listening that have this passion, and a lot of people are, and Terry is another one, he's on here, and his wife is also a, a phenomenal vocalist. Oh, so nice. I have all these, these talented uh, musicians and artists on here right now. Um, but what else were you doing? How were you paying bills? How were you living? What were other interests that you had other than music? Um, well, when we, first, when we first met, we were so young, we were still in high school. So there was nothing else but the music but and school yeah music and finishing high school and thereafter um for me it just became about survival <laughs> i worked in a movie theater for a few years while i was writing songs and rehearsing with the band and trying to go to uh junior college and i was trying to figure it out <laughs> so but you know it was you know it was interesting though uh, <laughs> even in like high school so we were going to school we rehearsed six days a week isn't like that something eight hours a day six yes. days a week because we just wanted to be like the best you know yeah. harmonies tight steps music was, was good and we, we we actually ended up getting um i don't know if you guys if you remember there was a group uh back in the day called switch yes yeah. yes okay, so uh the drummer for switch ended up being our manager a guy named jody sims mm -hmm. and so he would come by you know we would rehearse and we would do like you know, for a, for a little R and B black band in in the hood, we did some different kind of stuff. We we had vocal arrangements <laughs> of uh, of um, what was it? What the Weather Report song? Um, da, 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 ba, da, 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 no, Birdland. No. Oh no no no! That was the um, Manhattan Transfer. Yeah, but it was the Birdland song. We we did yeah. Birdland. We did the Manhattan Transfer version of Birdland. Mm -hmm. But we even switched that arrangement up. We switched we, up uh, "Memory Lane" by um, oh gosh, Benny Ripperson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we did like, you know, his his vision was for us to be like a funky version of like Singers Unlimited or Fifth Dimension yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
so we had all these intricate, you know, harmony parts and, you know, we went through the, the, you know, the business of being young and stupid where we put records out and never saw a nickel and, you know, had, had a song actually one song that was made it to the top 40 R&B mm -hmm. and uh, I'm still waiting on the check. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Mm, okay. Not much has changed in that in that regard. People are still waiting for checks. Okay, so I want you to keep the story going because we get you out of high school, we get you into college. But I, I want, especially um, Curtis, I want you to tell some people tell about your career path because oh. a lot of people feel like, oh, if I'm not just doing this one thing, then I'm kind of not focused on my craft. But we have to eat, and you have family, and you have children, and you have a home, and so. You were yeah. able to continue with what you love, doing some other things that you happen to be pretty good at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, went to college, uh, you know, still played bands. We did gigs and, you know, that kind of stuff. I originally went to UCI and went to UCLA and then decided, nah, I don't want to do that. But I went back. So that's a, that's later in the story. Um, but a lot of my friends were, you know, um, sticking very, very closely to the music game and some successful, you know, I've had some success. Um, but what I found was they were always struggling and struggle, being on a struggle bus was not a comfortable seat for me. Uh, so I, I actually took a job um, working in law enforcement and stayed in that career. I mean, it did well in the career, promoted all the way up to a, a captain running divisions in, in a couple of different departments. Uh, did a lot of, you know, went to the Federal Academy and, you know, just a bunch of stuff uh, and stayed in that career until I retired, all the while still playing music, though. Right, it was, right. It was a trip because, you know, you'd be around musicians, you don't you don't really talk about the law enforcement career <laughs> too much because, you know, they're, they're doing musician stuff, right? But, uh, but you know, it, it was doable, you know, because I just... The thing that was, I was born to be, you know, an artistic person. Um, and so that never left. Uh, and so that passion just continued to drive me, but it was cool because I had some money and I could eat and I didn't have to stress. Like I, it, it was, I was able to maintain the fun in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I was so stressed out with all of the stupid stuff that happens in the business. Mm -hmm. Eating know? is not a bad thing. No, no, Eden's not oh. a bad thing. No, I like your thing. I, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable in the seat on the struggle bus. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you <laughs> know, it, it, and again, it, it provided some challenges. Um, but, you know, the truth of the matter is, is there would have been challenges in any path I had chosen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the success is not whether or not the path is easy. And in fact, I believe that the success is just the opposite. When you it decide that you're going to fight for what it is that you believe in, mm -hmm. you know, and stick with what it is that you were born to do, regardless of the situations around you, that's that's what's up. Now, I'm just going to say Curtis made this sound like, oh, I, I, I got a job in law enforcement. I'm glad he went on to say that he retired out of it. Like he he did really well in law enforcement. He was very good at that. Um, he doesn't really do things without the intention of being very good at them. So it's not like, oh, I just got this little side job doing like security guard work. It was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he made a very nice career for himself and did very well and served us beautifully um, as an officer of the law. 
Um, and so you know, thank you for sharing that because I know, I know you're retired and, and um, sometimes it's, it's easier to keep talking about what we're doing, but I really want people to understand the path, right? Mm -hmm. The path, yeah. because there are going to be younger people listening to this wondering, oh, I just have to struggle. This, this has to be hard for it to be good. There'll be enough hard without you planning for the, you know, without you making it harder and talk to talk, tell the people about your family. Because it's not just the two of you. So you had you had another reason to not be on a seat in the struggle bus because the bus would have got smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you talk about your talk about your children. You you talk about your children. <laughs> um yeah. Definitely um would not have made would not have worked on the struggle bus with kids because we are very, very passionate about the path of our children about growing um, mm -hmm. honest, decent citizens, you know, and mm -hmm. um, really have to be attentive for that. So yes, we have two daughters. Uh, the first one came in between tours. <laughs> um, uh, my first gig with Ray Charles, I had to quit that because I found out I was pregnant with the first. So stop that, started raising her and then brought her into music um, when I got back as a backup singer. And so that was fun. And she was kind of the mascot everywhere that I went for, um, for every gig that I did that, was, uh, that I didn't have to travel. She was with me for all rehearsals and whatnot. And- Now, does she sing? I'm sorry? Does she sing, does she sing now? She or does. Does she ever sing? Yeah, she went into musical theater um, out of high school. Wow. Uh, yeah, and she toured and, and been all over the place singing and acting, but acting was more her thing, acting and dancing. So, yeah. And then the youngest came along, um, again, in between tours. <laughs> and um, You know, you got to get it in when she's at home, man. You, can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You can't, when you're coming back, I don't know. You got to get it in and get it in, you know. Absence makes things grow. Um, and I repeat, this will feel like you're just sitting on my sofa listening to us talk the way we talk. So welcome to the show, people. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, and then the second one came and um, I kind of laid low a little bit and just played wifey and, uh, you know, to raise the kids and, and um uh, Give him as much support as I could give. So yeah, I would. I one of the things I love about the two of you is that you figured out what teamwork looks like for you. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You figured out, and and it and it and it morphed and changed and did what it needed to do for you. And so when you say I played wifey, I really want people to get like she's good at it and she loved it and she still figured out ways to step in and do the things that she loved. Um, and I'm just telling your story for you, but that's because we've been sitting no, on my talking true. about. It. But no, because you know, a lot of people will hear things and be like, "Well, oh, well, what? The, all she did was it's like, no, being a mom is the hardest job on the planet. Yeah, being it is. a mom is the hardest job on the planet. Um, and so when I hear somebody talk about that from a place of like just really uh, loving what they were doing and having that opportunity and taking that time off, it's the, I did it because I love my kids. And I also know that you had that passion for music as well. And so you had to make that sacrifice 
you know, there, there's always some sort of sacrifice that, that you can make. So what was that like for you? And how did you keep the passion? Were you singing around the house while you was, how did you keep that alive in you? Absolutely. There was always music. I mean, um, we used music to clean the house. (laughs) Um, We would get together and practice harmonies, the girls and I, um, while grocery shopping. (laughs) And we would invite people in the grocery store to to be our audience or or sing along with us. It just kept the chops up, you know. And then um, along with that was songwriting, Mm -hmm. Um, raising children, you are uh, exposed to a lot of stories, you know, and that enhances the songwriting process. You know, always concerned about um, uplifting and encouraging people. And having children is one of the best platforms to do that from. Can, can I say something? This, oh, this... No, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, now, you know, something I think is really important for people to understand, though, you know, when she says, I, you know, I play wifey um, for me, you know, that that's the ultimate like form of of, of uh, support, which makes me want to even do more things for her. But mm-hmm. it's not one of those diminishing kind of things where people go, I oh, you just sat down. Oh, no. It wasn't that at all. No. Even I think one of the things that's left out of what she was just saying is even the time when, you know, the kids were small and, and you know, mm-hmm. we were being parents in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there were sessions still. She was still singing sessions, yeah. you know, with other artists on their recordings, you know, was supporting that. Um, and it's just, and, and the things that we have now with our kids, if we get together, um, everything is going to be a song at some point. Yes. And and what's so, what's so beautiful to me now is we'll just start singing something and we'll automatically be in four-part harmony. Yeah. Just because that's just who we are, you know. And so uh, it's not like a a dichotomy of an either or. You either have to work for the post office or chase your dream or chase your dream and don't and starve. It's not really Mm -hmm. that either or dichotomy, especially in today's, you know, economy Mm -hmm. and society. You got to have a side hustle, Mm -hmm. you know, just just so that your main your calling and your purpose can really be edified the way that it's supposed to be. That part right there, that mm-hmm. part right there. Cause I, and, and I don't even look at it as a side hustle. I posted something the other day. Matter of fact, Terry interviewed Cecilia Noel mm-hmm. and she said, um, I don't have a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put the quote on my Facebook page. I don't have a hobby, but it ends with my life is my hobby. Mm-hmm. And when I asked her about that, I was like, I am stealing this quote, but I, I, I gave her credit for it. I didn't actually steal it. What <laughs> I loved about it, she said, because if you have a hobby that you're good at, you have spent a lot of time and energy working to be good at that thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like this little side thing that you do. And f- what I, what I, the other thing I love, I love so many things about them. Just <laughs> let me just say that your children got to see you have careers and still have a passion that may not have been the primary source of income, but it was definitely a primary source of uh, you just fulfilling something in you that wasn't gonna be fulfilled at a nine to five, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. living out that passion and that purpose and what was put in you. And so for people to, to see that, for your children to see that gives them permission 
to go after what they're really most passionate about when they get older, no matter what they need to do to pay the bills. And then maybe they do get to the point where that passion thing is the thing that pays the bills. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that, that uh, I told the, the girls growing up is that um, you're like, you don't have to focus everything in one direction. Like mm -hmm. the youngest love to bake. And I said, if you're, if your mindset is to serve others with what you do, then you can bake in any capacity. You don't necessarily have to be in a bakery, you know, you could, you could um, use other aspects of baking, you know, to serve people. You could work in a grocery store that has a bakery, you know, mm -hmm. you could, you could um, cater, make cookies or cupcakes or whatever. She ended up having a, an online <laughs> service of mm -hmm. business while she was still in high school and she paid for a school trip, a senior trip, <laughs> selling <Yeah>. cookies. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So um, I want to ask you about just some fun stuff. You just came back from vacation. Talk to us about where you went, what you loved, what it was like. I, oh, he just smiled again. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's the thing that I always want to do. Um, for You know, so I've been fortunate. Um, we've been fortunate. Yes. We've been blessed in a, in a bunch of ways. Um, I, I toured. Uh, the first tour I went out on was Michael Jackson's Dangerous Tour. Mm -hmm. And so I got to see a lot of the world uh, at, a, at a level that, you know, I in my wildest dreams that I would have never thought, you know, flying on his, flying with him on his jet, mm -hmm. staying in, you know, in hotels that are, there were just, I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Traveling has always been a passion of mine. And so, you know, for, for people who, who are on here, musicians, they know, like touring is not really like going on holiday. Right. You hit, a, you hit a town, you hit the gig, you may be there a day or two if, at the most. And then you got that 4 a.m. lobby call that you're just mad about. You got a nice room, but you don't really get to sleep in it. Right. You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's not what people think it is. Right, um, right. And so now at this point in, in life, getting to travel is like the bomb. Yes. So we just, we went to um, Ireland. We spent some time in Dublin. Uh, then we flew over to Brussels. Uh, we took the train down to Ghent while we were in Belgium. Belgium. Came back up to Brussels for a minute and then flew back and ended the uh, the time back in, in Dublin, um, which was just so wonderful. <laughs> you know, got people singing with us and yes. just, you know, just having a good time. Uh, being Van Kurt, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have someone. I have someone on here that has a question and I don't know if she's, able to I won't put her on video because I don't know where she is but uh, you may know who this is mom can you good evening her? yeah I'm here good evening I've been listening to you all the way home oh, <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> how are you you're sounding good. I love hearing the. I love hearing the story about you know how you met and um I'm not sure it's still who courted who or who caught who or who tastes who, but the fact is you're together, you've been together for a while and you're doing that together thing beautifully. So um, I just wanted to yell and yes, I am presentable. You know, I freshened up my makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Always have to be camera ready around Lisa. <laughs> yeah, you guys. No, I was going to say, you guys are the bomb. I don't have any questions, really. I just wanted to um, 
tell you what a pleasure it was, or it is, listening to you talk about <laughs> your, your life. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. We love you so much. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah. Too. yeah, you're an example for so many folks yeah. in so many different ways. Um, yeah. Are you. Yeah. <laughs> As are you. Mom, can you can you see them right now, Mom? Yeah. I know. I need. I'm going. I'm. I need to blow them up and take a screenshot. I need them. To, I need a picture of you today before you get you undo this and just send me the photo. Because what, what do you mean? I, I, I woke up like this. I, I know you did. I, I know you did. I know you had that brim ready right next to right on the pillow. You just lay down. You sleeping like this. Yeah. So, so I want to get to. I want to get to talking about some of your music. Some of your music. So I. I was gonna try to figure out what my favorite is. I think I got to go to the Christmas album, the yeah. Christmas CD, because there's just songs on there that make me laugh. And I. I actually was listening to it this past Christmas as I was putting my tree up. So it's officially in my Christmas soundtrack now. Nice. But every now and then I will just go on your site and pick songs up. And I'm like, when did they have time to do this? They had babies. They had to go to work. Like. When when are you making music and what is that process like for you at home? Wow. This message is brought to you by the Get Ready to Work workbook, providing everything you need to know before your next interview, especially if your next interview is your first interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is for you if you need help preparing for job interviews. It's a book and a workbook in one that combines education and information gathering. You'll be more confident and have the tools to be more prepared for your next interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Now, back to today's show. When, when are you making music and what is that process like for you at home? Wow. Hmm. No. Yeah, the easier, I guess the easier thing would be to, to ask, when am I not making music? Oh, he's so Because, smart. well, it's, you know, it's, it's, how do I, the best way to describe this is, in my world, everything is musical. Mm -hmm. I'll be in the store and hear like a wheel on a shopping cart. Yep. And I'll hear a rhythm from that, you know, or I'll hear like the tone of someone's voice you know, or just anything. And it's, it's musical to me. And so what I end up doing is I have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of song ideas that I'm always capturing. The difficult part is, is to just flesh all that stuff out, mm. you know, in terms of, in terms of time. So the process of actually working a song is I'll come in the studio, I'll come in the studio here and then I'll framework some stuff up and have in my mind what it's supposed to sound like. And then I'll say, Benetta, or Bonetta, it, it works so many different ways. Yeah. Because sometimes she'll just have lyric and she'll say, I have this lyric and this melody, put a song behind it. Or sometimes I'll have yeah. a song and I'll say, put put some lyrics and melody to it. And she asked me, well, what part's the chorus? I'm like, I don't know, wherever you wherever you <laughs> sing a chorus, that's what we'll make a chorus. It's so spontaneous. <laughs> but it's all encompassing. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that it's it's all encompassing. It's not segmented. It's, it's our life and then our life fits into the music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and that's that's even been the case, you know, when we kids were younger and we had careers like my first home studio was on the other side of the wall of our eldest's crib room. Yeah. And people would be like, you need to turn that music down, that baby in there. I'm like, she lived with me. <laughs> <laughs> she got to adapt. <laughs> and, as, and they slept through it, you know, yeah. or they would come in and just do the little bop thing, you know, with mm -hmm. us. 
it was it was perfectly normal for them. So you have a real organic way of creating music. There's no one way that it happens. It just happens the way it happens. Yeah, it so happens. while you were on this fabulous vacation, what music did you experience? Or did you create any? Or what what musically, what happened on this vacation for you guys? Got a chance to listen to uh, like in a one of the things that was really stuck with me and it's been kind of in my ear we were in a uh we were where were we? we were in dublin in a pub and these three guys came in and they're playing this celtic kind of music you know just local irish and they were as a matter of fact i videotaped like three <laughs> minutes of it just and it was just so like you could feel like their their pride their soul and their passion come through it mm -hmm. Even though it was a different kind of, you know, music, it was really Celtic kind of sounding. Mm -hmm. But I resonated with the authenticity of it, mm -hmm. of who they were in their country and where they were from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you as you go around and you hear buskers, you know, doing their thing, it all had that regional sauce to it. You know, which what and to me, that's what makes music so wonderful is because you get to know people, you get to know the culture mm -hmm. of folks, mm -hmm. you get to know the vibe and it moves you whether or not it's familiar or not, it's that spirit right. part of the music that really transcends, you know, mm -hmm. geography and, and race and all of those things. So, yeah, I hope it's, that answered that. It, it's, <laughs> no, it's, def, it's definitely a connector. And you just talked about spirit. So I, I do want you to share your faith and how you factor that into your music and your life because you're both involved in your, your in music at your church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about you. You want to talk or? Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for me, um, I've always played, um, not always, but the majority of my life I've played in church. Um, because for me, musically, that's kind of like the overarching thing. And when things are in order in my, because I believe the only reason I have that gift is because God gave it to me to give mm -hmm. back to you. Mm -hmm. right? And then everything flows from that. You know, so when I'm playing in church, the musical ideas, they just, they keep coming. The chops stay up because church music is a challenge you. Right. Um, a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so and so we've always sang and, and played, you know, in church and sang and played, you know, R&B, secular music and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. which is interesting because, you know, the older folks say, man, that devil music, you can't be out in, you know, and I've always contended that, you know, the salt in a salt shaker ain't no good unless you shake Thank it out you. on something. There you go. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm a, Vanetta, I want you to talk because you, 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 you sing in your church, you write, but you also, I call them, I call them mini blogs. You, you do your Facebook post and they're like mini blogs and they're almost like little sermonettes. They're like, mm -hmm. they're, they're almost like songs to me. Like you write these lyrics Okay. When you write these little blogs on Facebook, um, where does that come from for you? And is it just, I'm feeling it today, something has happened or something got sparked? Um, it's kind of all of the above, but it begins with, uh, with prayer. I believe very strongly that um, a relationship with God is the ultimate everything. It's the overarching everything <laughs> the thing that holds everything else together and so god put a passion in me to kind of convey that to whoever will listen 
mm-hmm. that it's it's not i mean uh prayer going to church um all the little do's and don'ts mean absolutely nothing if you don't have a relationship with god and you can't even have a relationship with god if you don't understand relationship you know what i mean it's like everything is just a try and tries most of the time don't work you know so i see it this way just as you can have a relationship with a person with skin on so to speak you can do the same with god but you have to know how to see him so when i read scripture i think of seeing him in that light Mm -hmm. and then how it applies to what's going on you know on a daily basis yeah, because your and, your and, writing is really connected. It, it's really personal, but it's relatable. Yeah. And I, I kind of yeah. look at the two of you as just consummate communicators. You you find yeah, ways to communicate. You can steal that. You can take that. You can take that brown. <laughs> see, see, yeah. No, you do it with your music. You do it with your writing, whether it's lyrics or or your Facebook, my my little sermonettes on, on Facebook. <laughs> And you're able to tell your story in a way that draws us in and makes each one of us kind of think of our own stories. And for me, that is one of the most powerful gifts that we have is to be able to, 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 to tap into our own story, share our own story and help somebody else embrace theirs. Right. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely the goal. That's that's, the intent. That's interesting because that's what we always try to do with, with music. Yeah. Uh, by the way, those are called, uh, those little sermonettes are called TGBGs. Yeah. TG, which stands for God. To God be, be glory. glory. To God be the glory. Ah! Somebody. And, and actually, just as a quick plug. Just let me give a hand clap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So we're actually compiling those and we're going to put those out in the book form. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. I have a publishing company. I'm just saying. Um, oh, yeah. we, we'll be chatting then. You know what's up. Okay. I know we will. It's almost pizza time. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to, they, they have a song. Let's talk about, let's talk about the song. And yeah. if everyone pay attention in my little ticker tape, you will see every way possible except their actual house address. How to get in touch. <laughs> With Vanetta and Curtis, Van Kurt, Van Kurt Music. If you don't get it on Van Kurt, type in Van Kurt Music. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Yes. Did I miss anything? I think, the, and the, the website. website. The website. It's either Van Kurt or it's Van Kurt Music. You cannot miss them. But yeah. let's talk about the song. Yeah. So the website, the website is vankurt.com. If you miss any of the, any of that other stuff, just look up vankurt.com and you'll Here see. Here it comes right there. www.vankurt. So yeah, we have um, we have a song that's coming out tomorrow uh, on the third Friday the third, um, <laughs> which is tomorrow, and it's the first day of Nam. So you, you, so that was kind of coincidental. I'll be at Nam. We'll be at Nam tomorrow, actually, mm-hmm. uh, telling everybody we can about our stuff and and just it's kind of like old home week. Um, but tomorrow the song comes out. It's called "Is This What We're Doing." And it came about for like anyone who's had a situation where you're, you're talking with someone, it'd be a significant other, you're at the store, you're talking to one of your friends, you're watching something on TV, you read something, you know, you see an article about uh, primates. 
<laughs> oh, and the president? Yeah, the primates. Yeah, yeah. Former uh, President Obama. And then you ask yourself, or you ask the other person, like, "Is this what we're doing? This, what we doing? this right? Uh, yeah. Really? Is this what we're doing? Really?" Uh -huh. And so that that was the impetus for writing this song. It's just, is this what we're doing? It's and contradictions, it, crazy contradictions. And everybody, <laughs> everybody has one. Everybody has these. I mean, since you told me about everybody, and it could be little things happening around your house. Yeah. It's the, oh. who, who left the cap off the toothpaste kind oh, of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is what we're doing yeah. now? Or <laughs> my favorite one was the the... the the smidgen of juice in the bottom of the orange juice or oh, yeah. container. When you just a swallow. When you yeah. think you have milk for that bowl of cereal and you pick it up and it's so it's so light, you almost throw it up in the air because it's not enough. And you're like, really? This is what we're doing? Yeah, we're leaving empty containers yeah. in the refrigerator. Can I tell you about one that happened to me the other yeah. day? Yeah. Please do. <laughs> so, uh, dinner. We, we had dinner because <laughs> she's like, I'm sipping the tea on this. I'm about to spill right? the tea. <laughs> we had dinner. Literally sipping the tea. And dinner was delicious. Mm -hmm. So I came back downstairs and I saw that there were three things of, of food leftovers that needed to be put up, <laughs> put away. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put them up and, you know, just kind of rinse. Them. I wasn't going to wash this, but I'm going to rinse it out. And I found one container, boom. Put, put it in there, put the top on it, put it in the refrigerator. Second container, the same thing. The third container was salad. We had some leftover salad, and it's in this plastic bowl, which I can't find the top to because she has it somewhere that makes sense to her. I, I'm i looking, being a man, <laughs> guess, I don't know, I'm looking at the wrong place, like the place where all the other tops are. That's the wrong place. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can't find this top. Top's not where it's supposed to be. Is this what we're doing really? The top should be in the dang top drawer where the rest of the tops are. So I just took the bowl and threw it in the refrigerator without a top. Now, at the time I'm throwing it in the refrigerator, I know that I'm creating a, is, is this, this what, what we're we doing? doing for her? <laughs> for somebody. Just a moment, right. <laughs> okay, just to redeem myself, I the top drawer that he's talking about that has all the tops in it, those are all the tops to the cookware. Okay. See, that so, makes perfectly good sense. He was looking for a top to the Tupperware. The Tupperware, uh, Tupperware tops are all in one place <laughs> in another place in the kitchen. All of them. So, so, so I just have one question to ask. Mm -hmm. Is this what we're doing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, this is what we're doing. We're, we're talking tops. <laughs> we, right? We're talking tops. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Two different tops, two different top drawers. It makes, it sense. makes perfectly good sense to me. I got two different pair of drawers, but they're all in the pair of drawers drawer. Who puts them there? Yeah, but they're different. <laughs> your drawers not in the drawers. Your drawers. <laughs> yeah, this is what we doing. Now we doing we doing tops and drawers. We taking my show there. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing. Just taking taking my living power show. I do have a silly. to the draws drawer. That's a song. <laughs> we were keeping, we were keeping it classy right up till the end. Okay, so where can they find the song? So tomorrow it'll be and available. I should have made you. I should have had you chew it up to play some of it. But where oh. will it be tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little suspense. Uh, but 
But I if know. you want to hear a snippet of it, please just go to our socials. It's all over the socials. Yeah. Of course, and just please hit us up at on Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Twitter, and vancurt.com. And hashtag tell them tell them what they can they can hashtag. Is this what we're doing? Hi, it's Dr. Lisa. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you're getting value from what you're hearing today, if you've had moments where you thought I should write this down or that is really interesting, I didn't know that, then I want to invite you to stay connected to me. You can do it by going to my website and my website is liveempoweredinstitute.com. That's liveempoweredinstitute.com. And when you get there, hit the subscribe button so that you'll have access to any events, courses, articles, or promotions that might be going on. You can also get my other social media outlet links there. That's for Facebook, where I'm at Live Empowered Institute, or my Instagram, where I'm at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and my YouTube channel. But if you missed all of that, just go to the website, Live Empowered Institute, www.liveempoweredinstitute.com, and you'll be able to stay connected with me there. Thanks. Tell them, tell them what they can, they can hashtag. Is this what we're doing? Right. I had to think a second. So if you have a, is this, <laughs> is, is this what we're doing experience? Oh, they yeah, can okay. hashtag it on your yeah, TikTok. Yeah. So <laughs> see, stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And they're not paying attention. Uh, and so there's, there's a challenge. There's a TikTok challenge. The hashtag is this what we're doing challenge. Hashtag is this I literally, literally thought my volume had cut off. He was looking at me like, what's she talking about? Yeah, I was trying to play like the screen froze. That's what I was doing. But I guess it didn't work. wrong. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, the, no, the TikTok challenge is, is hashtag is this what we do in challenge. Mm-hmm. And if you have like a, a situation like we talked about in everyday life, you know, mm-hmm. this shows up that's like, is this what we're doing really? videotape and put it up there and, and play the song underneath it. it you know, people are really big. Well, I want to check real quick and see if I have anybody that does have any any questions for you okay. or a question for you. I see Terry has hung in here with us today. Thank you so much again, Terry, Terry for being you with so us today. Much, I see here. You know what? You are yeah. doing a great job out there, man. Yes. <laughs> he's down there. He's still he's still been clapping. So so I have I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. First, let me ask you: Is there? Um, I'm going to ask you to, to talk to each other. I'm going to do this because it's nice having a couple on here. So I, I want you to share what is one thing about your partner that you just over the years have come to just admire. Oh, uh, only one, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't have my show. My show. My show's not long enough for you to give the whole list. Pardon me. Um, I think the thing that that I love so much about Vanetta is that uh, <laughs> that right there is that, is that she's always been a person who you could come to. I know I can come to, and I've seen other people do it to just have a conversation to provide balance back to your perspective on mm-hmm. things. You know, when I'm way out of tilt or I'm feeling some kind of way. I can talk to her and she'll tell me the truth, you know, even if it's not like uh, a, like a, a, what my itchy ears want to hear, but it's what my, my soul needs to hear. And so mm. she's always been that person for me and I've seen her be that for other people. And the fact that she's been committed to being committed to us 
um, has been just like the best. Okay, the committed part. <laughs> you didn't say admitted, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're go ahead now, and I, and I can attest to that, Curtis. I, I I wholeheartedly agree with that quality about her. Thank you, Vanetta. Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> For me, it's the committed to be committed part, also. But um, Curtis has a confidence that I, is just out of this world wonderful to me when he believes in something really strong you can't sway him nothing can sway him he just goes for it and he also is a great communicator um, I'm better with it uh, with a pen but Curtis knows very well how to speak to people and make things make sense <laughs> so I admire that a bunch and then he's just my superman you know I love it uh, yeah, I love it, Superman. Yeah. You know what she always says? Uh, what is it? Uh, um, oh, <laughs> say it. <laughs> um, he wait. Balloon. He is my my uh, hot air balloon. I am his anchor. Or did I get that right? You got nice. it. Nice. Right. <laughs> oh, I like that. I just got a total visual with that. And Terry's on here. Terry has a question or comment. So. Terry, welcome to my show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hi, Hi guys. Terry. Oh, my God. Uh, Vanetta and, and Kurt, it's just, I'm really enjoying hearing your story and and enjoying getting to sit back and, and listen to Lisa and not be the one driving the bus for a change. So um, <laughs> thanks thanks for including me in the conversation. I'm really excited about your new single. Thank you. Um, I, I was just getting distracted because I was trying to get up on Spotify and pre-save and do the thing. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm just really I'm happy for you that you're putting out new music I it's so important to do that and, and I was actually going to ask you if, if you before you started speaking about it if you were thinking about doing another record or single because I you know I know that you you did a record was it 2005 back then yeah, yeah we did that the first. yeah that was wow you went back we, we've done yeah a yeah. couple since then yeah so I, I was just feeling like it's just time to keep doing it so yeah. great great for so so are you going for an album or singles what what's your approach these days um actually we're doing singles although I, we were just talking about um i was yeah we think about doing an ep I, I was thinking about doing a writing retreat just going away and writing nice uh, stuff for for an ep um but that's kind of been up we haven't decided whether we're going to do an EP, but we've been doing singles uh, just because everything is so, you know, so fast and so fluid and, yeah, you know, and trying to get, and trying to get people to stay, uh, uh, you know how this is trying to get people's attention to stay long enough to really dig into a whole EP. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's a challenge, especially if you don't have like a big machine behind you to spend a lot yeah. of money with advertisements. Well, and most people don't these days, but you know, one of the things that I, I just love about the two of you is uh and we share this is there's there's something really magical and special when couples make music together you know you guys i i do it with my wife tuck and patty are a beautiful example yeah. you know there's, there's you know I've, I've always been fascinated by that and also parents with their kids you know like multi-generations of musicians mm -hmm. that play together i just i'm in awe of of that connection the intimacy and and the sharing of 
the shared and separate points of view, you know, about music and art and expressing mm-hmm. yourselves. So um, I'm a fan of what you guys are doing. Terry, thank you so much. Thank you. And, and you know, and being being thank married to an art, artistic person yourself, you know, sometimes it's it's uh, it's hard because it's a, it's a challenge because there are things in relationships that are appropriate for distribution mm-hmm. and there are things that aren't but you still want to keep that mm-hmm. transparency and that authenticity about mm-hmm. about the music so yeah that's a that's a fun line to uh, to walk it's it is it's a fine line i you know i would imagine when you when you're both in the studio together uh sometimes you sort of step over the line or, or it crosses a line that doesn't exist when you're not in a, in a, an intimate relationship. Well, that's not even the right word because making music with anybody when done intimate. right is yeah. intimate. Yeah. But, but when you are partners in life, when you're married and you start telling somebody how to sing or you start telling somebody how to play, hey, yo. you're both smiling. <laughs> yes. It's, it's <laughs> somehow it can get, it goes to a different place. And if you're just telling somebody else, you're a little, you know, can you just do that one again? You're a little under, or you're, you're not quite in the pocket on your part. Yeah. I mean, both ways, you know, it's so how, how do you guys, how, how do you two um, maneuver through that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good question. Okay. For me, that's where our faith comes in. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Curtis has right. on the wall, you can't see it here, but he has on the wall, pray first in the studio. Mm-hmm. Because it is so important to make sure that we, you are aware of God's presence in right. the room. And that keeps you grounded <laughs> when it's time mm-hmm. to work. You know, you don't start fighting each other because dad's watching. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But um, that's beautiful. It yeah. Becomes, yeah, it becomes about mutual respect and trust, you know. But the real thing for me is just like making sure that you're heard and also that you're listening. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. for, for me, Terry, the thing that I've had to learn um, is like she, she mentioned a quality of mine that she likes that sometimes, you know, your, super, your superhero strength can also mm-hmm. be your, your weakness. Mm-hmm. I'm very yes. like, you know, when I hear something, I hear it and it's hard for me to hear anything else until I get that idea out of my system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. what I learned though, working with my wife is I can be wrong and I can be wrong majorly. And sometimes I may not be wrong, but she might be better. And so what I've learned to do is, is to go, my idea is not going to go away, give whole space you know, for what it is that she wants, mm-hmm. what she hears. And, mm-hmm. and, and doing that, I think that it's made things better, yes. you know, musically and, and, uh, and with the authenticity of us, as opposed to what Curtis hears or what Vanetta hears, mm-hmm. you hear more of us because we've learned to be collaborative in that, like, okay, right. what do you hear? let's work your idea. Okay, this is what I hear. You know, that's, and it's, it's actually cool because it's helped our marriage too. Because mm-hmm. I've learned outside of the I studio. Collaborative yeah. That well. yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that's not just a lesson for in the studio, that holding space for someone else to step in and have an idea different from yours and to be able to just listen and be present. I think that that may be the lesson of this podcast. 
matter of fact, my my next couple of questions are, are my closing ones. Terry, thank you so much. Can I add one more thing to that, Lisa? Yeah. Do you mind? Yeah, I don't want to take over, but but <laughs> no, no, no. We we've got all the time in, we want. It's our. Podcast. In addition to how you said that so beautifully. Uh, there's, you know, there's one other thing that I learned, and I think it also helps me in my personal relationship or relationships as well, is early on in my career as a record producer, one of the most valuable things that I learned to do, and I think I just did it the first time just on instinct. You know, I followed my heart on this, but but to be able to say, I don't know, why don't we try it? Mm. Yep. You know, and and... And because yeah. when you're a producer, part of your job is to be the focal point, is to keep everybody moving forward. It's to to see the whole picture. It's to serve the song, the music, the artist, the lyric, all of that. But there's that beautiful point where you get to just, you know, just kind of go, let's try it. I don't know. It could suck or it could be amazing. Yep. Let's just see. I, I have something different in mind, but let's go there. Let's see what happens. And mm-hmm. and. You know, the magic happens a lot there. And, and certainly I think just in, in being in a relationship with, you know, in a, in a marriage and a, in a friendship and anything it carries over. Yeah. yeah. You know, part of, part of my problem with that one was what, what was, why it was hard for me to learn to be that like relaxed Terry, because mm-hmm. I've been around a couple of days and, and you probably remember when we recorded like on two inch. Tapes yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we the way we used to do it was we would be like uber rehearsed and tight. So when we went in the studio, it was just it wasn't about creating anything. It was just about getting it down and getting off. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm I'm, I'm five years old, so I was there. I was there too. I yeah, I came up on two inch. Yeah. And- the studios and cassettes and uh, yeah, that whole thing. So yeah, you got to keep it moving. But it was I don't know. It was just this moment of clarity one time where. I really didn't know. And, and, you know, we were in a big studio. It might've been a Capitol or something. And it's just like, I have to make a decision. I truly in my heart didn't know what the right answer was. Mm. So I said, let me hear it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it freed me. That's- it really freed me. So anyway, I, I just love listening to the two of you and, and Vanetta and Kurt, thanks for sharing your story and, yeah. and letting me join your conversation. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. Awesome. My pleasure, man. Thank you for chiming oh, in. Oh, you're welcome. Look, I want to I want to put a plug in real quick. So this is Terry Wallman. He has a show here on Fireside. It's t- it's Making It with Terry Wallman. And nice. next Tuesday, he will be interviewing Rain Pryor. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I'll, I'll be there managing the the, the back room for him. That's so um, go. Really unique. Rain just got back from Africa. And wow. she's he yeah. is in quite a life change right now. And she's ready to talk. So yeah. what time is this? Looking show? forward to it. And it, it, 2 p.m. It's on Tuesday. 2 p.m. Pacific. At 2 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, Lisa and I will be doing the show. So if you're listening to this live, as soon as we get off here, make sure you go and start following Terry Wallman, making it with Terry Wallman. And if you are on replay, do the same thing so that you can be following uh, his show as well. And uh, I'll see you on Terry's show on Tuesday. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. So Ben Kurtz, I want to ask you this question. Um, This is Live Empowered. And I, I want to ask my guests to talk to me about when you hear the word empowered. What does that register? What does that mean for you? How does that resonate with you? What does it mean to feel empowered? As in personally empowered or empowering others or all of the above? 
Yes, yes, either or, both and. <laughs> well, um, you know, everyone, everyone has something that they're meant to do mm -hmm. um, because it's who they were designed to be. And sometimes people know exactly what that is. Uh, and sometimes people don't. But when people realize it, a lot of times the reason why people don't make that goal is because they see more blockages and hindrances mm -hmm. in between them and that goal than, than some mm -hmm. other people. And so when I think about empowerment, it's, it's about service. And you know, I, I, I'll say this for the audience, but you and I have talked about this. To me, you know, success is just a byproduct of service. Mm -hmm. And so the, the process mm -hmm. of empowerment is to, to the best of your ability and what you can to remove the, the roadblocks and, and things that keep people from being who it is that they are destined to be, to help facilitate that, to be a champion and a cheerleader and, and actually a cohort with people towards their success. In that process, you know, you gain value because you're giving value to someone else. And so I think that once we, we understand that we can all move things from in front of other people to help them succeed, then the whole mass moves in success. You know what I mean? So when I think mm -hmm. about empowerment, I think how can you serve someone else towards removing the barriers or illuminating the realization in their mind of how great they actually are, but just haven't made it into manifestation mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what empowerment is. Empowerment to me is service of others and then through that service becoming empowered. So. I love see it. I love is. it. I love it. I love it. What'd you say, Vanetta? I said, see how good he is with the words? Yeah, no, yeah. at some point I was like, I should just record that and play that at the beginning of every one of my episodes. <laughs> um, no, and, and, I, and I would say what you just described is what the two of you do for people. And, and that is the one of the reasons I wanted to have this show because I want people to realize it's it doesn't it's not the people that we see on the big screen all the time or only the people that make it into the press. It's everyday people who have been doing extraordinary things in their lives that many people would never know about. I want them to meet you because someone hearing your story and seeing the path that you've taken to get where you are as a couple and as individuals and as musicians, as, a, as parents, it gives them a sense of, wait a minute, maybe I can do this. I can give myself permission mm -hmm. to do this. Yes. And, and maybe just hearing your story moves one of those roadblocks out of the way in their mind that says, you know what, I'm gonna take that risk on myself. And that's why I, I really wanted to do the show. So I'm so thankful because that definition is gonna bless somebody. Yeah, yeah to somebody. Sure. So my last three questions. Yeah, I just want to say <laughs> my this. Last, go ahead. I want to say this real quick. The goal is to make the voice of I can louder than the voice of I can't yeah. in your life. Yeah. Just drop that T off. Leave it somewhere. So, anyway, questions. So my last three questions are all what went well. So first thing I want to ask you is, just in the last day or so, something that's gone well for you. And I'm gonna start with Vanetta. Okay. What went well? For my fro, I got my fro together. It, I, you know what? Somebody pass a plate, somebody drop a mic. You, th there is no lie told there. 
That fro needs backlight is what that fro needs. It needs a backlight because that thing needs to be on stage. Yeah. What went well for you today, Brother Curtis? What went well? Go ahead, say it. Her fro. Well, I mean, you know, some things don't need to be said. Some things are just obvious. Um, you know, dang, there's so many. That's a good, that's a great question. This podcast. And I'm just I'm keeping it in the last day. I'm keeping it in the, like in the last 24 hours today, maybe yesterday. I will tell you what, I'll tell you what went well in the last two hours. Okay. Um, Excellent. I woke up this morning feeling horrible, feeling awful. I laid on the couch. I got out of bed. I laid on the couch until maybe about an hour ago just to get up and get, get ready to be on the show. And, and once I got up and got ready to get on the show, I started feeling better. I was in, I was okay. taking the shower and she was singing and then we ended up started singing together. And so it, it just, that went well today in the last couple of hours. I feel great. I love it. Okay. Now go for the last week. week. That's the power of, that's the power of your relationship and music. Thank you. That's what I was gonna say. That was the power of, of music. <laughs> it can turn. Yeah, well, I could have been. I could have been singing to him while he was in the shower, and it might not have done the same thing. So I'm gonna go. It was the music coming from you. <laughs> there. He'd have been like, "Will you tell Lisa to stop yelling through the window?" <laughs> okay. Last week, week to two weeks. What What's gone well? What went well over the last seven to fourteen days? Oh, me? Uh, well, so the last seven to 14 days, um, we were in um, in Dublin, and you have to take a COVID test to come back to the United States. And so uh, that was, that was you know, a challenge. But we took the COVID test. Uh, it was all four of us because our daughters got to go with us. Um, and three of the COVID tests came back negative. The fourth one didn't come back. And that was mine. Oh. Uh -oh. And so we're, we're supposed to travel the next day. I am stressing. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, it's the last dinner. We're going to have a great time. I'm like, no, I need to find my results. I'm not trying to stay here. And no. So I had to walk all the way back from where we were across the High Penny Bridge, <laughs> find the little COVID testing place and walk in there like, where are my results at? And they were like, you didn't get it? No, I'm standing here because I got them. Where, where, where are they at? Is this what we're doing? Yeah, they're like, really, this is what we're doing? <laughs> what are we doing? But what, what, what we're doing this in Dublin, too? I'm here so you know that my test came back and it came back negative. Just the email didn't come through. So that went very well. Right. Can I? Very well. Yes, I want you. I want to get your well, well, well for the last one to two weeks. For It's pretty much, that's an example of many other things that there were like threats coming from all sides to try to keep this, uh, this, this family vacation experience from being wonderful, all sides. Mm -hmm. But at every turn <laughs> with a smile and a hug and a laugh, they got knocked out. So for See? me, that's kind See? of what, well, everything still fell into place. We got where we needed to be we had what we needed to have. I mean, there was a, at one point, um, our luggage got lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, on the way there or on the way back? There. There. They, okay. they couldn't find our luggage. It was like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I knew there were some stories. One of you posted something. One of you posted something on Facebook, and I was like, there are there were some stories happening this week that's going to happen. We go, I'm going to learn about them over pizza. So, oh, yeah. so I'm going to learn about it over pizza. So my last, my last, what went well, I'm going to start this one with, with Vanetta. Okay. Just look back over your life and think of one thing that you can just think about. And just, if you were talking to your younger self, what went well, what's going well for the adult Vanetta? Uh, what, what has gone, is going, and probably will go well for the adult Vanetta is that she's getting out of her own way. Um, mm. What you were talking about before about empowerment, um, my definition of that is freedom from self-effort, from trying so hard, you know, mm. but rather just resting in the fact that God is in control. He already had a plan, you know, for, uh, for my life. And I'm learning how to rest in that and just follow rather than trying to figure, you know, I mean, yeah, there are certain things that you use your brain. Okay. But for the most part, God's got this, you know? So when I'm uncertain, all I have to do is say, okay, tell me what you want me to do. And I roll with it. Nice. So I'm learning how to get out of the way, get out of my own way. You know, and uh, nice. Yeah, that that's going pretty well, I think. Pretty well. Yeah, brother Curtis. You looking back over this life? What's something that you just say? You know what? This this went well. This is this is going pretty well. You know, it's actually gone pretty well for me. Is um. Oh. Obviously, I'm a, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's here's where here's here's one of the most. Good Good answer. Here's, here's one of the most wonderfully defining moments of my life. Um, you know that that type A personality was actually a, a medical condition that was found in, in people who were who were prone to have heart attacks hmm. because they were you know stress induced mm -hmm. type A, and then we kind of made that like, oh, I'm a type A person. Um, and so I used to mm -hmm. I used to embrace being a type A. You know, person. But what I realized was this, and this was a transformative thing. And I look back on my life and go, this was the best thing that could happen. Was when I realized that control is a fallacy. Mm -hmm. The idea that I I have control over things and people mm -hmm. is a total lie. <laughs> what I do have is a capacity to deal with what's being presented in front of me, whatever whatever situation is. Yeah, I don't necessarily, you know I can't control it. And once I understood that I can't control it, but I have the capacity to do what I need to do in a, in a particular situation, that's been the what went well pinnacle of my life. Because from then I can just, I'm, I'm free to just flow and be me and be who I'm supposed the to be freedom. and not be tied to a result as a part of my happiness. It's a process. And that, that to me has been the, that's the special sauce. Man, well, I'm, this this just went well for me. This this I was looking forward to. It. I was excited. 
when you said yes, I was a little scared because I don't know what's going to happen when we start talking. <laughs> but um, I just want wanna to thank you because I know this is going to be a blessing. It's a blessing for the people who are here. And I know it's going to bless folks that listen to it in the replay. And thank you um, just for being who you are and for showing up the way you show up in your life and for God just being able to bless me for having you show up in mine. Yes, that's worth Great. clapping for. So I'm going to leave it to you. Do you have any last words before we wrap up? I, I do. I'm and I know Curtis that. has the last word. <laughs> Go uh, ahead, Brother Curtis. I just want to say sincerely, yes, you know, thank you for considering us you know, to be on your show. Thank you, thank you, um, thank you. The, the way that we, I mean, from the first day that you and I met, I, I knew that there was something very special yes. about you and we connect. <laughs> um, you you are such a blessing to us. Mm -hmm. um, and through your show, I know mm -hmm. that you get to be a blessing to a bunch of other people. Yeah. You know, the idea of, of living empowered and getting people to understand that life is more than what they are, what they may think it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's just awesome. And I just want to encourage you to continue to do what it is that you're doing, you know, and, and with your show, with the way that you communicate with people and the blessing that you are. I just want yes. to say thank you because uh, we really, really, really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank both of you. And we will see each other soon. We will see each other soon. Everybody, thanks, Eric. Mom, everybody, have a wonderful rest of the day. And on Tuesday, get on there with Making It With Terry Wilman. And I will see you back here next Thursday when my guest will be... Who is my guest going to be next Thursday? You're just going to have to tune in to find out. <laughs> I don't know, know. All right. I will see you too soon. Love you. All right. Love, love you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Live Empowered. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summerhour Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, recommend Live Empowered with Dr. Lisa Summerhour or my series, Divorce is Not a Destination, to your friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at firesidechat.com backslash Lisa Summerhour. That's L-I-S-A-S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. -S Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel, Live Empowered. Until next time, you live empowered and lead your best self forward. Live on Fireside.